Well, man, I, I don't know about you, but um, has anyone else been having trouble keeping track of what day it is? I mean, or what time it is. Uh, we, Brenda and I, we went out for our walk, socially distancing, of course. We went out for a walk uh, yesterday, and uh, in the afternoon, we passed somebody, and, and they looked at us, and, you know, it was late in the afternoon, and they're like, good morning. They're like, or afternoon, or when is this? I mean, what day is this, right? And it just seems so crazy. We start, start to lose track of things. Um, but, but today, <coughs> excuse me, is actually a very special day. In the Christian calendar, today is Palm Sunday, and it's named Palm Sunday uh, because 2,000 years ago or so, uh, just like they would for a victorious king returning from battle, the, the children of Israel gathered outside Jerusalem, and they welcomed Jesus as he came into the city. And they waved the palm branches, and they laid down their jackets, and they yelled, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And, and, and while <clears throat> this week begins with this huge celebration, by Friday, it will culminate in what will become the darkest day in human history. But that's not the end of the story. At this point in Jesus' earthly life, as we read through the Bible, Jesus had been traveling around Israel, and he's been preaching and teaching the good news about the kingdom of God, a kingdom of, of love and of peace and of hope, of forgiveness. And he's also been, it's also a kingdom where everybody is welcome. And he's been doing incredible miracles. Uh, I mean, in fact, just a few days prior to this Palm Sunday event, Jesus has raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. And and everybody was talking about it. Um, And some people were plotting about it. The crowds were planning to make Jesus the king. Uh, The religious leaders were plotting about how to have Jesus killed. But one thing is for sure that by this time next week, nothing would be the same. So uh, let's pick up the story together in the, in the Gospel of John, uh, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's the fourth uh, book in the New Testament. John chapter 12, and we're going to start in verse 12 uh, and, and read the story of this first Palm Sunday, where it says this, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the Passover festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And they took palm branches and they went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Now, it seemed that day that everybody was on a mission. Uh, Like I said, the people's mission was to make Jesus king. The Pharisees were on a mission to see Jesus dead. But Jesus rode into town that day, a man on a mission. He was fully focused on completing the mission that he had come from, uh, this rescue mission to save all of humankind, to save us. So Jesus' mission was to save. Now, just a few days prior to his arrival, also Jesus had passed through a town and met a guy named Zacchaeus, and he said this, he says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. And that's every single one of us, because all of us were lost. The people on that Palm Sunday had it partially right. You see, they shouted, Hosanna. Now, Hosanna, blessed is the one that comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Hosanna literally means 
save us. It's a cry for salvation. It's a cry to be set free. And without fully understanding, or they clearly articulated what Jesus came to do. In fact, I wonder is that as Jesus came riding into the town on that little donkey and he heard them scream Hosanna, I, I wonder if Jesus thought to himself, that's exactly what I've come to do. I've come to save. And the people had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Uh, for the Jewish nation, uh, this day was kind of like an Independence Day, uh, the day that God delivered them. They commemorated God delivering them from slavery in Egypt. Now, on Palm Sunday, the people believed that Jesus had come to, to uh, free them also, free them from Roman occupation. But, but what he came for was so much more than that. and He came to save all of us from our sins. You see, because we have all sinned and we have been separated from God. But Jesus comes to seek us even in our lostness. And if you're feeling lost this morning, Jesus is seeking you. He wants to, to be your salvation. Uh, Jesus came to save us and, and, and by the end of this week, he would give his life to do just that, to save us. Now, Jesus' mission was to save our mission, like the people on that day long ago in Jerusalem, our mission is to praise. Uh, um, in Matthew 21, uh, 8 through 11, it, it tells the story from a little different angle, from, from Matthew's point of view, and it says this, a very large crowd spread their coats on the road, and while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him shouted, again, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Folks, uh, our praise, uh, our praise of Jesus should make Jesus known through the whole city. People should say, what is going on? What's going on in your life? And we should be able to point to that and say, it's about Jesus. It's about the one who came to save us. See, and, and praise... Praise is not just singing. Praise can be done in all sorts of ways. I mean, you certainly can sing his praise, uh, but you can declare his praise. You can write his praise. You can paint his praise. You can dance it. You, you can do anything as long as it's focused on giving glory to our Savior. Folks, as followers of Jesus, we have all been called to praise him. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says this, says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And then he says, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. See, folks, we were created to praise him. That's what we are supposed to do. Now, let me ask you something this morning. What, what hinders your praise? See, on Palm Sunday, the religious leaders, they, they tried to stop the praise of the people. In fact, they told Jesus, uh, to, they said, uh, Jesus, rebuke your disciples, make them stop. And Jesus replies, I tell you, if they're quiet, the rocks will cry out. I mean, when Jesus rode by, the, the very rocks on the ground, they recognized who their creator was. The question this morning is, do we? 
Do we recognize him as the creator of all things and not only the one who created the world but created us and put his spirit in us and, and, and do we recognize that he is indeed the one who came to save us? He is worthy of our praise. So what hinders your praise this morning? Well, maybe like some in the picture, it was pride. May, are, are you too worried about what others might think? Uh, I mean, have you ever thought, well, you know, if I, if I raise my hands, then people around me might think that I'm, that I'm, well, what? What, like, really excited about this Jesus? Well, I mean, I, I know some people will say, well, that's, that's just not me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a hand raiser, right? I, 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 it's not my temperament. It, it, I'm, just, I'm just reserved. Really? I mean, is, is, that, is that your excuse? I mean, here, here's a quick test, okay? I, I just want to have you take this test with me. I mean, since we're all at home, we can't watch TV or our favorite sports teams because they, they can't play. I, I want you to just for a, ma- for a moment in your imagination, I want you to imagine, think about your favorite sport, okay? Maybe it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, doesn't matter, tennis. Um, and then I want you to imagine who your favorite player is. You know, for me, it's like Justin Turner on the Dodgers, right? Now, imagine that you are at the, that you're attending the last game of the championship, okay? The Super Bowl, the World Series, the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals, and, and your favorite player, he just comes up and he scores the winning point. How do you respond? Do you just stand there? I don't think so. I mean, I've been there. Dodger Stadium. 1981 World Series. I'm sitting there with my dad, and Ron Say hits the, a walk-off home run. And I got to tell you what, man, I was standing on my chair. I'm high-fiving everybody around me. The crowd is going crazy, and so am I, and we are celebrating what just happened. Folks, if that's what you do for a sporting event, what can you do for Jesus? I mean, he didn't, he didn't win a trophy. Jesus saved our eternity, and he is worthy of our praise. He gave us breath this morning. He is worthy of our praise. God gives us everything. He is worthy of our praise. So folks, let's not, let's not pass it up that we, we don't have the temperament. If you're worried about what others think, maybe, maybe some of those Pharisee voices or voices from the past, people that you grew up with telling you, like, just sit down and, and be quiet. You know, this is all supposed to be just reverent. But if, if you're worried about what those Pharisees think rather than what Jesus might think, then maybe, maybe it's pride. Maybe that's something that you need to deal with. Or, or maybe it's fear. I mean, the Pharisees were, were so upset about the people's praise. Why, why were they so afraid? It, it was because of fear. It was all fear-based. See, look at John chapter 11, verse 48. It says, uh, this was uh, just uh, the week before, and the Pharisees said this. They said, if we allow him, that's Jesus, to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. They knew that that was going to happen. But then they go on and they say, then... The Roman army will come and they will destroy our temple and our nation. See, they were afraid of losing what they had. They they were afraid that, you know, and if the temple's gone, well, then their jobs are gone and their status is gone. They're just afraid about what they're going to lose. They have no idea how much they had to gain by worshiping Jesus. Uh, and, And so a great example 
of fear, squelching praise uh, happens in this Passion Week, uh, in the life of the Apostle Peter. Uh, during the Passion Week, uh, on the night that Jesus is arrested, right? When Jesus is arrested, uh, all the rest of the apostles, they scatter. But Peter, he follows at a distance. And, and Peter wants to see what's going on. And, and while he's there at the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, uh, he's out by a fire. And one of the people, one of the guards recognizes him and says, hey, Weren't you one of those followers of Jesus? And at that moment, Peter has a decision to make. And in fear, he answers no, and he denies Jesus. See, Peter had the chance to say, I sure am. I mean, could you imagine how that would have changed things? Peter could have just said, I sure am, and let me tell you about him. I mean, I've been walking with this guy for three years. I, I mean, I watched him turn water into wine. I watched him feed over 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. I mean, and you're never going to believe this. I even walked on water with him. Well, at least a couple steps, and then I started to sink, and then Jesus kind of pulled me up. But man, it was amazing. I mean, could you <coughs> imagine? Peter could have given this incredible testimony about Jesus, but fearing what they might do to him, Peter denies Jesus three times. How many ways do we deny Jesus or, or maybe just fail to bring Jesus up in conversation just because we're afraid? Now, sometimes it's scary to stand up and praise Jesus. I mean, we, we worry about what, what we have to lose, what, what opportunities, business opportunities uh, we might lose, what people might think of us, or, or especially um, if we cut loose with some genuine Palm Sunday, Hosanna kind of praise that people will think we're crazy. And that can be frightening, but maybe, well, maybe it's not pride or fear that's holding you back. Maybe, maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's questions that you have. I remember one time as a kid, uh, I went to watch one of my cousins who uh, was, was showing horses. And I was sitting there in the stands, and she was riding her horse around the ring. And all of a sudden, everybody would start to erupt into applause. And, and I'm looking around going like, why is everybody clapping, right? I mean, I'd seen her ride around the ring plenty of times, and now everyone's clapping. See, I, I just had no idea. I had no idea what people were looking for. I had no idea what was going on there. I had no idea when to clap, so I just sat there, and then every once in a while I'd throw in a little clap because everybody else was. But what I realized is that those people knew stuff that I didn't know. Those, those people knew horse stuff. I, I just wasn't aware. And then once my aunt kind of explained everything to me, then I started to understand what was going on, and I could see uh, what was happening, I see all the amazing things that were going on while she was showing that horse, and, and then I knew when to clap. I knew what to do. I just needed to have some of my questions answered. So, so maybe some of you have similar feelings when, when you sit around a bunch of Christians who are praising Jesus. You might be thinking, wow, wow these, these people are really into this. I mean, what am I missing? Or this all sounds good, this whole love and, and God and eternity kind of stuff, but, but I've got some serious questions that I need to get answered. I, I need someone to explain this to me before I can really engage in praise. And, and if that's you, 
Well, well, then we would love to help. Um, like we said, if you're on our online living room, you can just hit the comment card uh, in, the, in the top corner. You can hit a prayer request, and, and we'll get back with you. Because one thing we want to do is we want to make sure that you have all the information, that, that we can answer your questions, that we can walk with you and help you explain who Jesus is, what he came to do. He came to save. And, and, and maybe... Maybe as you sit around this morning, um, we know that you, you would love to have some help with that. And that's what we're here for. And, I mean, we, we would love to talk to you more about this. So make sure that you engage with us. And, and maybe it's not pride or fear or doubt. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's anxiety about what's going on in the world right now. Maybe it's, maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame for something that you've done. There is a lot of things that can hinder us from fully embracing praise. But like the worshipers on that first Palm Sunday, we can lay these things down. You see, when Jesus came to town, uh, Mark 1.8 says this. It says, it says that many people laid their coats on the road and, and laid palm branches down. I mean, this was like rolling out the red carpet. But this was a huge deal. See, many of these people were, were very poor, and, and a coat was a big deal to them. It was literally their physical, some of their physical protection. So this praise cost them something, and, and as they laid it down, they had to wonder, are, are they even going to get that thing back? I mean, the, the donkey's going to walk on it, and who knows what else on it, and the people are going to trample on it, and, and are you even going to want that back? They were giving something in their praise. And the question for us this morning is, what do, you, what do you need to lay down? I mean, maybe you've been watching too much news this last week. Maybe it's got you all wound up with anxiety. Lay down your anxiety. Maybe it's pride. Maybe you've been just too concerned about what other people might think in your life. Maybe it's fear. I mean, most of us, let's, let's just be honest this morning, most of us are dealing with some level of fear. We're worried about uh, contracting the virus. We're, we're worried about the financial uncertainty uh, in our country and around the world. We're concerned about so many things right now, but maybe we can lay that fear down. You see, some of you logged on today because you are in desperate need of hope. And I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus is the hope that you are longing for. He is the hope that our world needs now more than ever. He is the hope of the world. And, and so will you lay down your pride? Will you lay down your fears? Would you lay down your doubts? Consider laying down your, your anger, your shame, your guilt. Lay them down and let Jesus take them with him to the cross. Where this week he can sacrifice those things and you will find healing and hope and peace and a reason to give praise. You know, Psalms 150 verse six says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And that's what we're here to do this morning. And maybe you need to lay something down. You see, Jesus laid down his life so that we could lay down our guilt and shame, our doubts, our fears, and so that he could give us hope. Now, we're going to take just a moment here, as we do every week, and, and we're going to celebrate communion. We're going to celebrate this reality that Jesus Christ laid down his life so that we can lay down our fears and our anxieties, our worries. 
We're, we're going to celebrate the fact that, that Jesus' body was broken to repair the, the brokenness of our world. And so take just a minute and gather your family together, grab the elements for communion, and, and, and then let's remember what Jesus has done for us. Uh, we want you to take uh, the elements here. And in communion, we remember that Jesus gave his life to save ours. I mean, his death wiped out our debt of sin, and his resurrection defeated death so that we could live in confidence and not in fear. And so we want to invite you to do this this morning. And so, like we said last week, this, this truth unites all of us. So this morning, we want to take this communion together. Uh, we want to give you a moment, again, make sure you have the elements, and, and, and then let's take these things together. So let's take the, the bread. I mean, I'll give you a moment to make sure everyone has some. This bread that we are holding, it represents Jesus' body that was broken for us. It's broken to heal our broken world. Let's take that together. And now the cup. Make sure everybody's got some of that. See, this cup, it represents the blood that Jesus shed to wash away the sins of the world, to wash away the sins of, of everyone who would believe. And so let's take this cup together. And let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, we, we want to thank you this morning for the incredible grace of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the love that you have for us. Father, we, we thank you that, Lord God, in the midst of, of fear and of doubt, or Father, sometimes when our pride causes us to, to hold back, that, Father, we want to fully engage with you this week. That, Father, we, we want to follow the, you this week as, as you walk through this week of passion where, Lord God, you, you will give your life on our behalf, Father, to bring us hope, to bring us forgiveness, to bring us peace. Father, a peace that passes all understanding and the peace that we, that this world needs right now, Father. We, we thank you so much that, Lord God, you died on our behalf so that we could have the gift of eternal life. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. And we thank you so much that, Lord God, you gave us your Holy Spirit so that, Father, we don't have to be together in this room. We don't, we don't have to be uh, anywhere special, Father, in our living rooms or wherever we are, that, God, we can give you praise and help our lives, Father, to be an offering, a sacrifice of praise this week. Father, help us to display that to the people around us. E even the ones that can't really see us, Father, help us to reach out and, Father, help us to praise. Father, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all glory. Father God, Hosanna, glory in the highest. We thank you, Father, in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.